Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. So let me introduce you to Steve Allen. Hello, Gary. Hey, Steve. So I have a number of questions uh, to learn about you and community theater, so let's see how many we can get through, all right? All right. Now, what originally got you into community theater? Well, other than doing a couple of shows back in elementary school, uh, (laughs) the most memorable one was having the opportunity to play Charlie Brown in A Charlie Brown's Christmas. I have not been on stage uh, since then up until 2004, I guess it was. And at that time, my son was involved in our senior high group for the church, and they wanted some ideas of what to do for fundraisers. And what uh, we ended up doing was a murder mystery fundraiser. Oh, okay. And a murder mystery dinner theater uh, fundraiser. And I contacted a friend of mine who I knew was heavily involved in doing theater and done many uh, murder mysteries. And he set up the whole murder mystery dinner show and everything. And at one point asked me, look, I still have a role available. Is it something you'd be interested in? And I, like I said, have not done any type (laughs) of show since uh, eighth grade. I figured, what the heck, I'll give it a try. Uh, How difficult could it be? Just have to memorize some lines. Little did I know what was actually involved. So (laughs) while we were rehearsing, for this murder mystery dinner theater, he had indicated to me that there was an audition for a community theater production of a show at a South Jersey theater, and he wanted me to go to it. I was petrified, and in fact, uh, as I tell people, he took me kicking and screaming <laughs> all the way to the audition. And I went the first night of all, I went, I'm excuse me, I went the second night of auditions and uh, went up stage, I went on stage and read the lines from the cold reading and sat there, watched other people, left there. I was nervous. I just figured, you know what, at least I did it. I, nobody can ever say that I didn't at least try. The next day, we were rehearsing for the murder mystery and my cell phone rang and it was the director for the show that I had just auditioned for the night before. And he offered me the role that I auditioned for. Oh, okay. And I said, hold on a second. And I turned to my friend that took me to the audition. I said, it's the director. What do, what do I say? What do I do? And he said, tell him yes, tell him yes. That's <laughs> why you auditioned. You want the role. So I turned to him and I said, he said to say yes. And uh, so I took the role, and that was my first role in community theater. And see, that was 2004. It's now 2016. And I have performed as an actor a total of, uh, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 60-some shows I've done since oh, then. Only and, yeah. and And I've directed another 25 shows since then. So I kind of uh, not only jumped in with uh, both feet without testing the water or testing the depth of it but uh yeah i kind of got hooked at you, that you, point you, you went in and been there ever since yes definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12 years that's a good fair bit 
So what all have you done with community theater? Of course, you've acted, you've directed. Um, uh, well, as one person has said to me, uh, many hats, uh, they called me many hats Alan because I have acted, I have directed, I have produced, I have done lights, I have done sound, uh, I have uh, done set building, I have stage managed, I have produced... Uh, there, I don't think there's anything other than being a seamstress uh, <laughs> that I haven't done at this stage uh, with regards to community theater. Okay, so as far as other jobs that you would like to try, there aren't any left to do, huh? Uh, I don't think so. I think I've uh, pretty <laughs> much them covered them all at this point. Okay. So tell me about you and community theater. Well, currently I am the president of the Village Playbox in Haddon Heights, New Jersey. I have been the president of uh, the group since, I, for the past four years. Prior to that, I was on the board at Sketch Club for about seven, eight years uh, as a regular board member, as treasurer and vice president but just before I left there. So how is it now here at uh, Village Playbox for you? It's it's been amazing. The thing that has been the most enjoyable for me has been to see the growth of Village Playbox in the f- four years. And I'm not by any means trying to take any credit for that, but seeing that we have been able to bring in people who have allowed us to grow, meaning new directors, new faces, new actors, new board members. Mm-hmm. In the past, I have been an actor uh, here prior to being president. Uh, I was an actor uh, at many of the shows here at Village Playbox, and there have been many times where we have opened the curtain to three, four, five people sitting in the audience. And we are now at the stage that, on average, we have 30... 35 people any given night at any one of our productions. So the fact that we've brought in newer shows, fresher shows, more recent shows, controversial shows, to see those filled houses, uh, the, you know, packed house, uh, standing room almost to, the, to that degree, uh, has been enjoyable. But it's it's been a team effort. And I I am so, so lucky to have the uh, the board that I have who has been with me for these three, four years. So it's a joy to see that change in the group and to see how more professional we've become and uh, advanced we've become in many areas. Well, I'm glad to see that it's growing for you. That's good. Yes. Well, our theory is, or mine has always been from day one, one chair at a time. So if we get one more person at each show, then it's one more than we've had before. So That's great. Uh, so what might have been your most memorable moment in community theater? Is that a positive memory or a negative memory? Well, I, it's memorable. It could go either way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would have to say my most memorable moment w- would have been, obviously, my first production uh, as an actor. I mean, that was, that was pretty neat going out the first time, delivering my first line. Uh, I think I rehearsed my first line a hundred times more than any other line because I figured the, the last thing I wanted to do was to blow my first line when I walk on stage. So uh, getting that first line out on the first show, opening night, 
and I figured I was home free after that. So that was pretty memorable. My first lead role, obviously, was was very memorable, uh, as well as my first curtain call when we come (laughs) out and everybody uh, applauding, going, wow, they're actually applauding for me. This is pretty cool. (laughs) I I kind of enjoy this. And directing my first show was uh, very memorable, uh, only because it was... um, and what were these shows? Do you remember the names of any of them? Well, yeah. The first the first show I was in as an actor was Play On, uh, which okay. is a show within a show. It's about a bunch of community theater actors who are putting on a play. <laughs> and uh, it just it, it, it's just uh, one mistake after another, after another, after another. So the, the good side of it is that if I screwed up anything – most of the people in the audience probably would have thought that it was part of the script because that's what happens in the show. The first show that I had a lead in was a show called Rest Assured, where I presumably die in the show and my ghost stays on stage the entire time. And you never leave and you're talking to people who don't hear you. So... I'm on from the beginning to the very end and never leave the stage. Wow. So that was uh, that was pretty tough. I had like every other line in the entire <laughs> script. So that was that was a tough one. And then the first show I ever directed, um, oddly enough, was Play On. So the first <laughs> okay. show I ever acted in ended up years later being the first show that I ever directed. directed. And uh, and it was good that I was able to put my spin, which is what I really enjoy when I'm directing, is to be able to put my spin on the show. You know, being in it as an actor, and I saw how that director did it, okay, that's great. If I had the chance, even back then, to direct this, I probably would have done this or I would have done that. Then I got, you know, years later, got that opportunity. So I I was pretty thrilled about that one. Wow, okay, that's good. Have there ever been a worst experience, something that's just like, I hope that never happens again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you've been in community theater enough, you probably have more of those moments than you'd care to remember. But uh, a few stick out. Um, Again, some of them were a little concerning and some of them uh, were something you could laugh about afterwards. Uh, For example, uh, you know, three that stick out in my mind, memorable moments was – in play on my first play that I was just talking about before, as an actor, I'm wearing a tux uh, at the very end of the play, and a gunshot goes off, and I'm supposed to be scared by it or shocked mm-hmm. by it or whatever. And in doing so, I fall to the ground. And when I did, I split my pants right up the seam, right up the crotch, and everything <laughs> else. And it's at the end of the play, and uh, you go off and lights go out and you come back out for your curtain call but my pants are torn my boxers are showing underneath and (laughs) and i'm trying to hold my pants together as i'm taking my bow in the in the final uh, curtain call so that was pretty memorable for my very first play Mm -hmm. uh i guess the second most memorable event was when uh, i did a show called mary mary uh at village playbox I was the lead male role in this, and I played a writer. And in the course of the beginning of the play, 
my lawyer comes to explain to me, actually he was my accountant and lawyer, and he was supposed to come to basically set up the play for the audience. There's a about a seven-page dialogue between just the two of us. Wow. Okay. And it's basically setting up the entire play for the audience, letting them know that I'm divorced and letting them know that, you know, my financial situation and I'm being audited by the IRS and all this information that needs to get out to the audience so they understand the basis of this play. And unfortunately, when my accountant lawyer showed up and I delivered my first line to him, he was just looking at me like deer in the headlights and didn't know what to do. So I started by feeding him one or two of the lines, such as, so what, you're here to tell me that I'm going to get audited or something? (laughs) No response. What, next you're going to tell me that my ex-wife is going to come visit? No response. Everything I fed him just was returned to me with just this blank stare. And (laughs) I know that the audience needs to get this information or they will have no clue what's going on in this play. So for the next almost 10 minutes, I just recanted everything that I could think of that the audience needed to know, such as, let me guess, you're going to tell me that, and then I would just go on and deliver the next one, the next one, and hopefully thinking it was going to get him back on track. Not a single thing. So I just went on and on and on and on. And then finally what happens is that my girlfriend who had been in the kitchen preparing uh, something for us to drink or whatever, I finally just walked to the kitchen after I figured I covered everything. I walked to the kitchen and, do you have our drinks yet? And she (laughs) came in and figured, I guess this is my entrance at this point. So that was pretty memorable. Yes, Uh, definitely. I could definitely see that one being a challenge. (laughs) It was, it was. But that's what community theater is about. Oh, yeah. So so how did you learn all that you do in community theater? Where did you pick up directing and observation? Nothing more than observation. Uh, watching what other people do. I, I would say I have watched other directors. Uh, for, as far as directing, I've watched as many directors that I could. Even if I wasn't in a show, I had been part of a, a board of directors for another community theater group. So whenever they were putting on a show, even if I wasn't in it or if I wasn't involved in it, I would sit in on the rehearsals just so I could see what the directors were doing and pick up from them, both good and bad. Right. You know, I like how they handle that. Okay, let me file that away. See something else? Eh, You know, I don't know if I would handle it that way. I don't think I would do that. So just watching those things and just jumping in. You you need somebody to do something, fine. Jump in and, you know, learn how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, figure it out. Ask questions. Somebody's always willing to at least teach you or show you or you'll learn it on your own one way or the other. That's one good thing I think about community theater is either someone will help you or help you along most of the time. Yeah, I, I have yet to find someone who has felt that they, well, let me say that I, I've yet to find anyone who was not willing to help. help. Everyone, at least in the community theater uh, circles that I have been involved with, 
everyone has been very, very helpful and willing to teach, willing to show. Uh, no one keeps the information, you know, close to the vest so that they feel that, you know, you're trying to get my job type thing. <laughs> uh, you know, in community theater, you can't find enough volunteers. So if someone's right. willing to yeah. learn something, if someone's willing to uh, help with something, you let yeah. them do it. You teach them how to do it. You show them how to do it. may not be the right way, but maybe their way and you just massage it and change it and fix it to whatever way you would like to do it as long as it works yeah that's definitely a good thing about community theater i definitely think like that so what might be your dream show have you done it would you like to do it oh that's a tough one I, i can't say that there's any dream show uh you mean as as a as a director as an actor either one or even a dream part it's what drew me to theater years ago, back in whatever it was in the 60s, our fifth grade teacher uh, took us to New York to see a play, and we got to see The Odd Couple. Okay. And, and that show always stuck with me. Uh, it's always been a favorite of mine. I know it's dated, and I know there's uh, half the people who are listening to this podcast are probably saying, oh, my God, Neil Simon. <laughs> Everybody does Neil, Neil Simon. Simon. It's so old. It's so – but for some reason, the way it was written, the the lines, the timing, it just it just always been a favorite show of mine. So I did get the opportunity to direct it. I've never had the opportunity to be in it. And it's been a show that, you know, in the back of my mind, I always thought I would like to play. At one time, I always wanted to play Felix. Now, as I've aged and put on some weight, I think I would, <laughs> I've always liked to play Oscar. Oscar. But I think time has uh, taken its, uh, has now uh, caused it to uh, be put onto the back burner. But that's a show that I think that I would have uh, always liked to have been part of as an actor as a director i know is enough <laughs> yeah, yeah I, no i would direct it again. again i would certainly direct it again but uh, i don't know that there's any show that i sit here and go oh my god i gotta direct that show you know i'm i'm willing to direct anything anything that's handed to me i'm willing to direct and you know if i'm not sure of it i'll figure it out yeah, there's nothing, uh, nothing that would you know stand out in my mind as far as a directing standpoint. Okay, sure. Why do you like to work in community theater? What keeps you here working? Brings you back time and time again. <laughs> Instead of turning around and saying, "That's it, I'm out." <laughs> the uh, <laughs> sometimes you feel like that, but but you can't let that bother you. I guess the thing that I enjoy most, and if you've ever if you've ever been to a show where I've directed, when the show is over and the audience is, you know, and the cast comes out and the audience is congratulating the cast and everything, I like to stand back in the corner and just see the interaction, to see the, the, the compliments, the, the smiles, the attention that the actors are getting. And to me, that's, that's a success. So... I like to see that again, and I like to keep coming back to see that. I like to see a happy audience or a pleased audience or a satisfied audience. Uh, I like just watching, even if I'm not directing it and and I'm just an observer, I like seeing that the, at the end of the show when the audience is 
talking about the show in a positive way and feel that they were entertained for the night. And and to me, that's that's very important. It's a nice feeling. It's just- it is. It is. And, and it's not self-fulfilling. It's not something that I need to be complimented on. That's one of the reasons why I stay in the back. I, I it, It's their time to shine, but... I just like seeing that the the audience is satisfied. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely definitely bring people back. Even yeah, if, even if they're behind the scenes too and stuff like that. Sure. So, what might be one part of community theater that maybe the general public might not know about? Well, I know that the general public has really, and I'm not saying that it's because they're naive or they're not intelligent enough to understand it i don't think they fully realize the time and effort that is put into a production not just for the actors when they consider that an actor is working or rehearsing on average three times a week Mm -hmm. for almost eight weeks so that's 24 uh, three times eight that's 24 days times three hours each one of those yeah that's 75 to 80 hours at rehearsal then you add in a full week of tech week which is another three times 15 16 you're up to about 100 hours just rehearsing at the theater for an actor that doesn't include the time that the actor spends on their own studying their lines which is you know, depending on the part in the play, it could be anywhere from one to two hours a day on this. You know, that's another 40-some hours, 100 and, now you're up to 140-some hours just for an actor to be in a play. Now add into that the time that the set builder puts in in building the set, the set design, the painting, the props, the costuming, the sound effects, uh, the stage managing, the lights. <laughs> I, I truly believe that people in some cases come to a community theater production and think the curtain goes up and it's just, there it is. It's just like all came together yesterday or the day before or whatever and, and don't really realize that this started eight, nine, ten weeks out uh, and how many people were involved. And Case in point, a couple of the shows that I have directed, I have had the opportunity to utilize a few personal friends who are Mm -hmm. non-actors. They were actually high school friends of mine, and they've never been in a show before, Didn't never did anything in elementary school or middle school or high school, never did any of that. And it was just a very small part with like one line here or one line there. And I asked them if they would be interested in, in taking a part in a community theater production. And they both agreed. Uh, they were blown away by the amount of time and effort that goes into a community theater production. They just had no clue, none whatsoever. I mean, they just could not fathom the hours that have been in, that are involved in putting this production together for two weekends or three weekends. And they loved it. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is they walked away after being part of the uh, production, they walked away with a whole new sense of what a production is is involved in this production. So they, they walked away saying, next time I see a show, 
I'm going to have a much better appreciation for this because I know that that actor on stage put a hundred and some odd hours into studying his lines. I know that that director put X number of hours into directing this. And just because the rehearsal went doesn't mean the director's job's done, not they, or mm-hmm. the producers or the stage managers. Their job is still going on even after the actors leave. So take that 150 hours and multiply it for the producer, director, stage manager, light person, set builder, and everything else. And to know that they got that there's a uh, more to the story, if you will, than just acting and showing up for the show now they they know and i think the public doesn't realize how much that uh, encompasses well with all those hours of course you also have i think in community theater a lot of people have their regular jobs on top of that oh absolutely absolutely That's a lot I, of time i mean I, I say this every day uh as a self-employed business owner uh who works from home I don't know how, uh, years ago when I worked in corporate America, uh, I don't know how people today can maintain a job outside the house, <laughs> study lines, and be part of a show. Because I know I couldn't do it today. You know, today. Uh, fortunately, I didn't get involved in community theater until I was self-employed and and had my own business and worked from home so i had the ability i had that availability but and raising kids i mean both my kids are adults and have Mm -hmm. their own lives so again it's not something that i have to be home for uh, babysitting or feeding the kids or getting them to sports or anything like that both my kids were pretty much driving on their own by the time i got involved in in community theater so okay are there any other fondest moments in community theater? I guess probably one of my fondest moments would have to be I had the opportunity to um, to direct on Golden Pond. It happened to be a show that my mother liked the movie. You know, mm-hmm. it, my my mom my mom and dad never really got out to see many movies. I I think I can count in in all the years they were uh, together. I don't think they saw more than maybe four or five movies total. And one of them that they did see was on Golden Pond. And I just know that that was one that my mother had liked. And maybe it was the characters, the, you know, I'm not quite sure what it was, but it was just one that I remember her telling me about. And when the opportunity came, in fact, it was the first show I got to direct here at Village Playbox. Uh, I was asked what show I'd like to do. And I said, well, how about on Golden Pond? And they approved it and said, sure, you can do On Golden Pond. So I was getting to direct this, and part of me was directing it because it was a favorite of my mom's. And the show before that that I directed, it was my second, On Golden Pond was the second show I directed. The first one, as I said before, was Play On. My mother came to see it, and, you know, I could never do wrong in my mother's eyes. So... (laughs) So she was just uh, ecstatic about the fact, oh, my God, my son directed this play. My son <laughs> directed this play. So I was kind of like looking forward to the fact that she would get to see me directing on Golden Pond. Unfortunately, my mom got ill and uh, was unable to see it. And in fact, during, uh, or not the run of the show, but during the run, uh, during rehearsal, about a couple weeks before the show opened, my mom had passed away. Oh. So she never got to see the production. Uh, so ever since then, I I kind of 
have always paid tribute to my mother because if you ever read my bio, I always say in every show, whether it's an actor or as, or as a director, my bio, I always have in my quote, enjoy the show, mom. So ever since then, I've always put that in there. So the most memorable is doing that show for her and then the tribute that the cast gave to my mom on the final production, they they came out and they made a statement about the fact that, you know, I had lost my mom uh-huh. during or just prior to, to opening sure. night. Uh, so that it was, it was bittersweet. It was, you know, uh-huh. I enjoyed doing the show and I know she, she enjoyed watching it. I know she was there and she saw it. And, and so, so on Golden Pond would, would have to sit down as probably my most memorable from an emotional standpoint. It was at yeah. least. Uh, is there any other little, Tidbits about Steve Allen and community theater. <laughs> There's probably a lot of tidbits, but you shouldn't be asking me about them. You probably uh, could get a lot of tidbits from other people. They'll give you a lot of tidbits about Steve Allen. You know, I, I'm not unlike a lot of people who are involved in community theater. I don't have a theater degree. I didn't do theater in college. I was I was the band geek. I had been in uh, band for um, from elementary school through college. So I played in the pit for all the musicals uh, through high school. Although I enjoyed theater and the arts uh, being in band, I never got involved in the theater aspect of it until obviously later. So I've become the theater geek (laughs) since then. Uh, I put down the clarinet and uh, picked up the script instead, but... No, there's uh, nothing. It's just that I just enjoy the opportunity to give the audience their money's worth in whatever fashion, whether, again, uh, as president of the commu- of a community theater group and not involved as an actor and not involved as the director or producer or anything else. I like just being able to know that we as a group, Village Playbox, have given the audience something that they can enjoy for at least two hours or three hours out of their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. And finally, uh, what would you say to anyone interested in joining community theater? Well, <laughs> I've heard enough of the your podcasts <laughs> to know that the answer is two words. Do, Do it. it. <laughs> right, exactly. I guess... I don't want to give that same answer because ever since we talked about the fact of doing this podcast, I'm like, okay, I got to think of some of the answers that I'm going to have <laughs> to some of these questions. And and I don't want to just say, do it, because that gets a little repetitive. Everybody's heard it. I'm going to assume that probably a majority of the people who are listening to this podcast are already involved in community theater in some fashion or another, either as an actor or as uh, somebody behind the stage or as an audience person who follows community theater. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have they have an interest in community theater already, I don't think is going to be a problem. I think they're already <laughs> doing it. But what I would say is that for the most part in community theater, try other things. Don't think that it's just automatically, oh, they, they want me to 
sell raffle tickets or they want me to make phone calls or they want me to sell ads or or those types of things. Community theater is enough, as we were talking about earlier, there's enough things to do that people can can always find something for you to do. You know, I mean, I, right now, it's difficult to find people who are willing to stick around to a community theater group and assign or connect themselves to a community theater group. I use the term, and I know other people use the term, and it's not negative in any way, shape, or form, but there are theater gypsies, you know, mm-hmm. the ones oh, yeah. that are just, and that's not negative or uh, anything, but there are people who are doing a show. They see that they're doing whatever show it might be. So they audition there. They go and do the show, spend eight weeks there. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's another show. Oh, I have to do that show. And they're off somewhere else doing another show. And, and that's fine. That's great. That's super. I, there is nothing wrong with that but if you really want to get involved and you really want to be a part of community theater and be a part of the community if you will in community theater take the time to now be part of a group whether that's not just as an actor now but now maybe you want to be on a board or maybe you don't even need to be a board member you know Everybody mm-hmm. gets freaked out by the fact that, oh, my gosh, i got to show up for meetings, and I have to do this, and I have to do that. No, it's not that bad. Uh, trust me. I have things that I can think of that our entire board would love it if somebody was willing to come in and at least handle tickets one night during the run of a production or concessions or help with costumes or help cleaning up our back rooms or any of those types of things. It, it's not just need help to come be in as an actor but there are things that you can do that are non-acting and you don't need to be a theater gypsy or or Mm -hmm. to to do that you can be uh, just just sitting around as an audience member and say "Eh, you know what let me give that a try you know so i I guess in essence i'm saying do it but (laughs) i think with the fact that it's now be part of the group more so than uh, uh, rather than jumping from theater to theater to theater. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And I am your host, Gary Kochi, and I would like to thank Steve Allen for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey, which is currently in Tech Week, of Once on This Island, which is opening this Friday, May 6th, Friday, May 6th, 2016. Tickets are available from our website, www.villageplaybox.org, if they're interested. And hopefully they are, and they'll come out and see the show. Well, that'd be good. All right. The music is titled Energy and is provided by Royalty Free Music from Ben Sound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook at Community Theater Studio our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theaters.